Hello folks, welcome to the ninth episode of The Isaiah Show. This one's going to be another one uh, about coronavirus, but this one's going to be looking about newer developments that have been coming out within the past couple of days about some very, very fishy things that should be alarming to most people who hear and or read them. Um, if you saw me post about this episode, you'll notice that I call it a quote-unquote emergency episode. I called it that because usually I only do twelve, uh, two episodes, not 12, uh, each month, and I already had an, an one episode earlier this month, and then I was going to have another one later this month that was another interview, and that one's still coming, uh, but this one I felt, I felt the urge to publish this episode because I, I feel like I really need to talk about some of these things. So that's kind of it today. Like usually I know I'm like, oh, I have these specific themes I'm going to go through when I'm, when I'm just talking about stuff when it's just me, but this one's going to be all coronavirus related. So that's kind of just the preview of what, uh, what we're getting into. And without further ado, let's just start talking about it because I think it's important and I think people need to hear uh, what I'm about to say. So let's get into it. So, like I said, within the past couple of days, there's just been multiple articles that I've seen uh, within my within my research circle that are raising red flags for me and kind of getting me to be like, hey, what the heck? And sort of starting to connect a lot of different dots. So in episode seven, which is the one about coronavirus, the first one I did, I talked all about like where it started, what was going on, and a Chinese government cover-up and what that looked like and kind of how you can place blame on the Chinese government for this disease. But one one thing that I've noticed that that is just extreme is the death toll, uh, especially here in the United States where I live, uh, where all of a sudden you're seeing uh, this massive amount of deaths and they're talking about, all right, we're going for peak point where the most people are going to be dying from coronavirus. And of course, that's scary to hear at first when you look on uh, on the news and you look on social media and the first thing you see from all of these new major news networks is death, 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 death. That's scary. But I'm here to really pose the question, is that the reality of the situation or are we being manipulated and fear mongered uh, for other hidden agendas? And personally, I think that listening to uh, my previous podcast and, and you guys can sort of gauge the way that I think, I think that you know what I would answer that question with, which is, yes, I believe that we're being fear mongered. I believe that we're being manipulated. And I'm still working towards what, like, I'm not here in this podcast to give you answers like, oh, this is why it's going on. This is exactly what's going on behind the scenes. And that's it. I'm not here to do that. I'm here to point out the inconsistencies so that other people start to research and say, but what are the reasons that people uh, that people would want something like this going on? What are the reasons people would want uh, a pandemic to happen and people to be locked in their houses and for people to be in fear and to be scared and away from everyone else? Like, what would be the purpose of that? Who's benefiting? And I can tell you right now, just like based off of just even one or two of the atrocities uh, committed by... Um, like the mainstream media or the U.S. government, which I know that the atrocities committed by the U.S. government are much worse than the atrocities committed by the, the mainstream media, I can tell you that just based off of those alone, that there is at least one person in power sitting out there, and I know it's much more than one, but I know that there's at least one person in power right now who's benefiting from all of this going on and who's trying to spin this in a way that's going to work out for them. And it, it, it doesn't help anyone's case who says, oh, no, this is all actually happening and we just need to listen to the experts, yada, da, da, da. It doesn't help that there's only five different companies that control the majority of the mainstream media. Right. If there is a narrative being put uh, that they want to push, it's going to be pushed. 
I think that people tend to forget that, that these people did not stop fab fabricating narratives just because a pandemic started to happen. These companies didn't just start telling the truth just because a pandemic started to happen. They didn't say, oh, we've been betraying the public's trust and we've been betraying the public's interests. But we're going to stop now because there's a pandemic. You know what, guys? Let's start to all tell the truth. Let's start to all report accurately. That's not, that's really just not what's, uh, what's going on. So the first thing I'd like to sort of call out here, um, which is like a huge alarm, and I'll link uh, the video for this one, is where Dr. Deborah Burks, you know, the, the woman who appears um, in all of these briefings, uh, these pandemic response team briefings with President Trump, and they got the vice president, and they got, uh, they have those, like the two lead doctors who who are who have kind of been the face of this which is dr dr deborah burks and dr fauci and dr deborah burks has admitted that the u.s is um counting its deaths in such a way that the numbers will inevitably become inflated right because they're not i'll talk a little bit more about this later but they're not just saying oh you got tested positive for coronavirus you had symptoms of coronavirus that were the sole reason you died okay that's a death no that's not the approach they're taking they're taking a completely different approach which then changes entire narratives which then changes entire sets of statistics so the first i i have a lot of uh a lot of different articles to quote uh like i said because there's just been a bunch of them that have been coming out for the past few days so i picked i think like maybe five of the most interesting ones so the first one is an article by The Spectator published April 9th. So as of when I'm recording, that's two days ago. Hospital, and the, it's titled here, Hospitals Get Paid More to List Patients as COVID-19 and Three Times as Much as the Patient Goes on Ventilator. So boom, as soon as I read that title, I, I, I thought, wow, there's all of a sudden this following the money aspect. All of a sudden money became involved. It's not only just about coronavirus now, it's about money, too. So I'm going to read a couple of quotes from this article. So it says uh, this is talking about Dr. Sc uh, Scott Jensen, um, and he uh, initially appeared in a video on a local news network, of which I will post the link to uh, his appearance on the local news network. And then there's also the uh, interview he had on the Ingram angle, which is what this article is based off of. But he talks about very similar things in both of those videos, but one is just on a different news network where he kind of first started to blow the whistle, and then the other's on a more mainstream, uh, the Ingram angle, I, what's Fox News, I'm guessing, um, because I think she's conservative, uh, is where he appeared to talk about those other things. So it says here, last night, Senator Doc, uh, last night, Senator Dr. Scott Jensen from Minnesota went on the Ingram angle to discuss how the AMA, the American Medical Association, is encouraging American doctors to overcount coronavirus deaths in the U.S. This was after Dr. Scott Jensen, a Minnesota physician and a Republican state senator, told a station he received a seven-page document coaching him to fill out death certificates with a COVID-19 diagnosis without a lab test to confirm the patient actually had the virus. So if you're thinking like, oh, my gosh, but 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 there's laws against that. There, there there's laws against uh, uh, doctors um, falsely, falsely reporting how somebody died. It doesn't matter what the law says. Right. When the people who make the laws are just going to tell you to do what they want. Right. And we have documented proof right here that this doctor here, Dr. Scott Jensen, is literally coming out with he received actual documentation on the fact that he needs to be filling out death certificates in the way that they reflect uh, coronavirus deaths. Right. With no with no lab tests. That's extremely that's a huge red flag to anybody, to anyone that should be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. How can we rely on any of this information anymore? 
Um, Dr. Jensen also disclosed that hospitals are paid more if they list patients with a COVID-19 diagnosis. The article does go on and talk about like uh, the three times as much if the patient goes on the ventilator thing, right? And and so that right there is a huge red flag. And like I said, I'll make the uh, or, or as usual, I'll make all these available. The video will be available. The article will be available for you all to go check out. And just in case you're sitting here doubting, like, no, I don't think it would be this way. Go read the articles. Go read. Go read it. It's in black and white. This is what's going on. You know, they're saying, oh, even if the even if they were never tested in a lab, say that they had coronavirus. How uh, how do you know that they had coronavirus? Why are you saying that they died from coronavirus when they ne never tested positive? That is nutty. So the second article I'm here to read uh, is this one is uh, from the Western Journal published April 4th. So that would be what? Uh, seven days ago. And uh, so this is from last week. And it says that CDC uh, tells hospitals to list COVID as cause of death, even if you're just assuming it or only or it only contributed. Right. So I looked at because they linked like what the CDC had to say about it, uh, like what the guideline was. And uh, the CDC kind of like laid their paperwork out in like a question and answer kind of format, you know, easier to understand like, oh, this is a question that would be asked. Here's the answer. Uh, and the question here that they pose is, should COVID-19 be reported on the death certificate with on only with a confirmed test, right? This is official CDC, the Centers for Disease Controls. Uh, documentation and they say COVID-19 should be reported on the death certificate for all decadence where disease caused or is assumed to have caused or contributed to death. Certifiers should include as much detail as possible based on their knowledge of the case, medical records, laboratory testing, etc. If the decadent had other chronic conditions such as COPD or asthma that may have also contributed, these conditions can be reported in part two. So what this is saying right here is no matter which other conditions contributed to this death for this individual who may or may not right? This is not for confirmed coronavirus cases. This is for individuals who may or may not have had coronavirus, no matter what else did for a fact is on records, is in their medical records, contributed to that death, no matter what contributed to it. If you think based off of your, uh, your judgment that that patient may have had coronavirus and died, you are to contribute that to uh, being a coronavirus death. And I'm going to go back to that again. Look at the look at the numbers that we have, these insanely high number death numbers, all COVID, all COVID-19 deaths. Right. But uh, but all of a sudden we're finding out that the CDC is literally telling uh, hospitals, literally instructing doctors to say, oh, it, but but you had severe ap uh, complications with an underlying medical condition. You had a medical condition that directly we know, according to your records, according to your patient history, we know that contributed to your death. We know for sure, but we think COVID may have been involved, but that becomes a COVID death. That's going to create a whole bunch of new COVID deaths for people who may have never even had that disease. Right. They're not be they're not required to be tested for it to count or test positively for it, for it to count as a coronavirus death. That is absolutely insane. That contributes just to fear mongering. Right. Because right now we're only doing shelter in place. We're only doing social and our social distancing because we need we want to flatten the curve. We want to prevent more coronavirus deaths. But how are we going to prevent more coronavirus deaths when the government-owned CDC is telling doctors that it doesn't matter if somebody tested positive or not? You need to say that they died as coronavirus death. If you, with condition whatever over there, 
are going to quote unquote die of coronavirus anyway. What's the point of us staying in our house? What's the point of us staying in our house? Tell me that. Riddle me that, government. Crazy. So then the article posed great questions about this. Great questions because they kind of just really broke down what I just read from the CDC, but I also just broke it down. So what they said, the, what the Western Journal said is, for instance, what happens when an elderly person with numerous underlying health conditions comes into the hospital and dies? What happens when someone suffering from late stage cancer or liver failure dies in the hospital? If that person was in the final stages of life and no testing is done and no autopsy is conducted, what are we to assume? If no testing is done and a patient's symptoms are close enough to the symptom uh, to the seasonal flu, will that person's death automatically be attributed to COVID-19? And how much of a difference would that make in the numbers, if any? Now, these, qu these questions are open-ended, but we see that this is actually what's going on. So to answer that last question, will that person's death automatically be attributed to COVID-19? Well, according to the CDC, yes, it will. And how much of a difference would that make in the numbers, if any? Well, it would create a crap ton of new ca uh, new deaths related to uh, that are not related to caused by coronavirus. That's what's being documented. That's crazy. That is insane. These are the people who are quote unquote supposed to keep you safe, right? These are the people who are advising. Uh, okay, here's your mask guidelines. Here's your social distancing guidelines. Here's your shelter in place guidelines. But these are the same people manipulating the numbers that they're reporting. These are the same people who are going out and saying, well, we're just going to make a whole bunch of guesses and a whole bunch of assumptions. So why are these people lying? Why are they lying? Why? This next article I have is from the New American, published April 8th, so that's uh, three days ago. And it says 86% of New Yorkers who died with uh, COVID-19, uh, they kept calling it Chinese virus all throughout the article, which it is, but I mean, that's just kind of obnoxious. Uh, who died with COVID-19 had other illnesses and conditions. Whoa, so one second, just after that title, I'm going to just jump back to what I just talked about in the Western Journal article real quick. How I just talked about how uh, the CDC is saying, no matter what, it's a uh, coronavirus uh, death. And this study found that 86% of New Yorkers, right, this is where the, the uh, I'm, in, I'm in New York, I'm not in New York City, uh, where it's real bad, but all over New York, we got we got cases uh it, it's like considered the hot spot um at least last time i checked you know this whole thing keeps changing and they keep busting out new numbers so who knows every day it could change to a whole new hot spot in the united states uh but it says that 86 percent uh percent of those who died had other illnesses and conditions so I'm just going to start reading the quote. Data released from New York State show that the vast majority of Empire Staters who supposedly died from COVID-19 had at least one underlying disease or condition, and that almost the same number of people were more than 60 years old. And so what do the numbers say? Perhaps the most telling numbers are those that show the vast majority who have died suffered underlying illnesses or conditions. 4,732 out of 5,489, and mind you, these numbers are no longer going to be uh, up to date because this was already three days ago. And we're seeing, because of the CDC guidelines, right, we can't actually contribute to these deaths to just coronavirus if the CDC is saying you need to report them as coronavirus no matter what. Uh, these numbers are going to have grown within those couple of days. We see the way that this uh, disease has been uh, progressing. And so it, it, these numbers are inevitably going to be out of date by the time you're listening to this. But this, at the time, 4,732 out of 5,489 of the disease deceased, or 86.2%. For instance, of those victims, 80 to 89 years old, 836 of them had high blood pressure, 488 had diabetes, and 227 had coronary or coronary, excuse me, 
artery disease. Another 157 suffered kidney disease, and 148 uh, had con uh, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, 136 had cancer, and 132 had congestive heart failure. Right. So even if you're looking at like the beginning diseases that were listed and being like, well, not many people die from them and stuff like that. But mind you, these are victims who are 80 to 89 years old. They had heart problems, di uh, diabetes, um, kidney problems, cancer and all these things and all of their deaths. Right. All, every last one of their deaths were specifically called coronavirus deaths, despite any of those conditions. Wow. Wow. That that literally does not even sound real to me. That sounds like somebody is making a movie right now and we are all just in it, right? Because that is something that is just so blatantly manipulative right there and so disrespectful to the people who have died because it's almost like let's just use you as another body. We just need to to drive our point home. Wow. Uh, those figures are similar in the 60 to 69 age cohort. 572 had high blood pressure, 444 had diabetes, 133 kidney disease, 119 coronary artery disease, 88 cancer, 46 congestive heart failure. Um, and it, it just goes on with breaking it down like that. And this will be available so that you all can look through it. But I don't, I, I don't know what people who are listening to this are going to make of that. But here's what I make of it. I make it make of it. Uh, there are people who can and will benefit from a pandemic. Believe it or not, there are people who can and will benefit from the U.S. economy taking the dips that it has. There are just people who are going to benefit. That's just the reality of the situation. There's money to be made in in almost anything that you can imagine, right? And all of a sudden, we have the government were uh, pushing hospitals to help inflate numbers for this, these diseases, and we have the mainstream media working to make sure we can rush this information out as soon as possible, right? Notice how the mainstream media, they don't want to talk about people getting better, right? They don't want to talk about anybody getting better. All they want to do is talk about these are how many new cases we have. These are how many people have died. Stay at home, stay at home, stay at home, stay at home. That's it. And that is the most absurd thing to me. It is like you have everybody pushing a common narrative that this is dangerous. Look at all these deaths. Oh, these aren't all deaths that can be confirmed coronavirus deaths. These are they're not. But there are all the deaths, and these are the numbers. Look at the numbers. Look at this graph. Look at this graph. And it's insane to me because tons of people are eating it up. Oh, my gosh. It's like tons of people are out here. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I'm panicking. I'm panicking. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. What's going on? It's nuts to me. But when the facts are right here, they just sit here. Well, I don't know. Well, I don't know. The health experts say. What does it matter what the health experts say if they're going to lie to you? Like, I'm just going to be real. If the health experts are working with liars, the health experts are most likely going to be lying. If the health experts are working with the mainstream media who's being manipulative, the health experts are most likely going to be being manipulative. Right? And I'm, I'm not going to sit here and try to pretend to be some high and mighty uh, health doctor, da-da-da-da-da, because I'm not. I'm not. I have no medical training like that. But I do have an ability to see through absolute garbage. And this is what this looks like. It's insane to me. The next article I have is from The Gothamist, published April 8th, so um, three days ago. Uh, and this one said, death count expected to soar as New York City says it will begin reporting probable COVID-19 deaths in addition to confirmed ones. Probable. I'm hearing, a, I'm just hearing too much we're assuming. I'm hearing too much probably. With something this serious, wouldn't you want this is definitely what's happening? Wouldn't you want to know this is solidly what's happening? We're not guessing about this. We're not assuming anything. We're not thinking probably this is going to happen. This is just the reality of the situation. Isn't that how you would want to handle it? Right? When, it's insane. 
to me. Um, and they say, uh, what did they say? See, I, I got excited there and I accidentally scrolled up on my little document here. Anyway, New York City officials will begin to uh, count suspected COVID-19 deaths of people who die at home following um, a WNYC Gothamist report revealing a staggering number of such deaths that were not included in the official tally. <clears throat> Why would they be included in the official tally? If they're just deaths that are being assumed, wouldn't you want to investigate and find out? Nutty. In a statement, uh, Stephanie Buell, a spokeswoman for New York City's health department, said the city would no longer report only those cases that were confirmed by a laboratory test. There it is again. I'm sorry, y'all. I know that you probably listening to this like, whoa, what's happening? I'm getting real excited. I don't know because I keep seeing the same freaking things pop up in all of these reports that these are official reports. No laboratory test required. No laboratory test required. No laboratory. How are you declaring these coronavirus coronavirus cases when you never received any medical proof that these people had coronavirus? There was a, where's the proof? I'm looking for the tests. But the officials say, test who? We don't need a test. We're just going to assume. The power of assumption, everybody. The power of assumption, as long as it's a doctor assuming it's good. Imagine that. Imagine if every doctor in the United States went off of what they assumed to be true. What was just based off of other, uh, based off of other ca uh, cases. Hey, doc, my leg is hurting. Oh, wow. Well, funny. My my previous patient had a life, uh, a, a life-threatening condition, which actually caused him to die. And you know, his, one of his symptoms was also a pain in his leg. So. You know, even though you you stepped on a nail yesterday, you are just going to die because I'm basing that assumption off that. We're not going to go do any tests or anything. We're not even going to take an x-ray. Why? Why would we do that? That is nutty to me. That is the nuttiest thing I've ever heard in 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 my short in my short life. Uh uh, I'm going to keep reading the quote. The Office of the Chief Medical Examiner and the New York State uh, City De Health Department are working together to include into the reports deaths that may, may, they might, maybe, just maybe, guys, may be linked to COVID-19, but not lab confirmed that occur at home. Oh, you died at home? You're in elderly very very elderly person you died at home you know it was your time you had all these underlying conditions count it as coronavirus deaths guys because we need those numbers that's what i'm hearing we just heard <clears throat> three different official reports no lab tests no lab tests required no lab tests required no lab tests required why why how what how are you diagnosing people with a disease that you cannot confirm that they have? Woo! And these are the people who are supposed to be keeping you safe. These are the people who are telling you you need to stay in their house, your house. These are people who told you you can't go to school. These are the people who 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 spoke, and all of a sudden, uh, we had a whole bunch of people out of a job. Wow. So, um, this next article I have is by Town Hall, published April 4th. So this one's a little bit farther back. I think that this is one of the farthest back. Oh, no, the Western Journal one was just as far back. Uh, Nevada governor found hoarding hydro, hydro, uh, I'm sorry, y'all. I should have practiced how I say this word before I, I hear it in the videos and I felt confident and now I'm reading it and I'm like, oh. Hydro hydroxychloroquine hydroxychloroquine there we go folks thank you for bearing with me through that hydroxychloroquine after banning drug uh, so this quote Nevada governor Steve Sisolak Democrat had a knee-jerk reaction to President Trump to, to President Trump's optimism about a malaria drug that might have be an effective treatment for the Wuhan coronavirus Trump was hopeful about the drug, so anti-Trump Dem Democrats like Sisolak were against it. Governor Sisolak banned 
uh, chloroquine. I'm just going to shorten it up because they did in this uh, article, but they left the hydroxy part in the beginning. Uh, as treatment for COVID-19, ostensibly over concern of hoarders stockpiling the medicine and causing a sh and causing shortages for patients who use the drug for other ailments like lupus and rheumatoid arthritis. So that right there, if you're going based off that, that alone, if right, if this drug is kind of being shown to help coronavirus, but you're saying this also treats other conditions and we need that medicine specifically for those conditions, that's a case to stand on. But when you're a Democrat who has who has been uh, openly anti-Trump, and then Trump comes along and touts something, and all of a sudden, then you're banning it under this guys. That looks weird. That just looks. That's that's not. Uh, that's just weird. Like that's not even just a you know you need to be Democrat or you need to be Republican kind of thing. That's just kind of just sketchy. Uh, but while the, <laughs> but this gets good. But while the governor restricted the public from receiving the potentially life-saving drug. Nevada's Department of Corrections became began stockpiling the drug for prisoners. What? So he's going to come out and pretend, uh, oh, well, no, we're just banning this for everyone's safety, guys. We need to make sure that everyone who needs, who is confirmed to need this medicine has it. Uh, later in the article, they say that there's no confirmed cases amongst the their prison system in Nevada but they're stockpiling the drug for their prisoners. A drug that has been reported by some, granted not by all, but by some doctors, to have positive effects when treating coronavirus. Hmm. 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 And uh, it goes on to say, in Michigan, Governor Gretchen Whitmer is no better. When reports that hydro... Uh, hydroxychloroquine showed promising signs of safe treatment for the coronavirus and after president trump expressed his optimism over the drug's efficacy uh whitmer moved immediately to block michiganders from gaining access to the potentially life-saving treatment both governors cited concerns over shortages but alternative medicines are available to treat lupus and if they haven't noticed we're in the middle of a pandemic so ultimately, like, I'm just going to call it this right now, right? These people obviously don't like Trump. Most people who don't like Trump have not hidden that fact. But now all of a sudden we're seeing that, oh my gosh, he, why is it that as soon as he starts to tout this thing, the narrative becomes do not use hydroxychloroquine, right? That's a narrative that you can go look up and you can find in the media. Oh, they'll call it dangerous that he's promoting this because it's an untested drug. Da, 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 da. You have governors rushing to block this drug in their state, but, you know, use it for prisoners. Why? Why? This goes back to the question I posed earlier. Who is to benefit from uh, a pandemic? These politicians sure are. Don't, don't, don't you mistake it. Don't you mistake it. They're still getting paid. They're still getting paid. You, an actual essential worker, might be being underpaid, might be forced to go to work without the protective, uh, protective equipment that you need, right? But this governor who's going to block a drug that could help people in his state, but stockpile it for prisoners... He's still getting paid. And guess what? The prison industry is a money-making industry. That is a money-making industry right there. It's all, like I said earlier also, the money, it's, it's about to be following the money. It, the money is starting to talk. Crazy. So, uh, another, and so that kind of ends all of these medical related articles that I have and so like let me just debrief that real quick so we just read that the CDC is guiding doctors in ways that will and will I don't want to say that can or might right they're the ones saying maybe and might I'm not saying that these are guidelines that will result in the inflation of coronavirus death numbers inevitably and then you have, um, so you have all of a sudden the death count, which now just can't be trusted. I'm just going to say it straight up. It cannot be trusted. How can you trust the death count that people have been manipulating, that people have been skewing? 
and that is that's what's behind all of these things that's what's behind um all media narratives right now that's what's behind uh staying at home that's what's behind social distancing that's what's behind all of this right this is their evidence the evidence that they made up this is their evidence they made it up that's crazy to me that's like me going out and manipulating analytics of my podcast and then using that as evidence of things that need to be done with my podcast well, I just went out and and paid a whole bunch of people and and uh maybe like say like the you know 18 to 24 age range to listen to my podcast. And now uh, and now I've amassed the number one podcast. Uh, uh, you know, I'm just be I'm just kind of like blowing it out of proportion a little bit. I'm now the number one podcast in the world. And so now I'm running and saying, "Well, you need to mandate everyone to listen to this podcast because I'm number one in the world. Look at the data." But I made it up. I made it up. I fabricated that data. Whoa. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm getting real excited here. I'm getting real excited because this this is life right here. I'm so sorry. This is all something we're living through right now, right? This is a, a, a something that a lot of us have been personally affected by, right? For for anyone who was, you know, kind of cooling in college, maybe living in, living in their sweet setup, uh, and, and all of a sudden were forced to go back to their terrible home life. For anyone who, you know, they were going to school, these uh, little children in elementary school, knowing they were going to go back to a bad home life, and now they have to stay there all day, five days a week. No more break to go to school. Uh, these are all inspired by data that has been made up. It's been fabricated. The CDC is telling them, fabricate this data. Make this data for our narrative. That's nutty, and you won't see a you won't see a thing about this in the mainstream media. Notice how the articles that I've really been quoting are not mainstream media uh, news. I didn't quote no CNN. I sub-quoted Fox News because that other article quoted a Fox News clip where that doctor spoke on the Ingram angle, but I didn't quote that. I didn't quote no MSNBC, no CB, ABD, whatever. I didn't quote none of that. Why? Because they're not talking about this. They're the ones who are only talking about death, 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 death. Stay home, stay home, stay home, stay home. Look at the numbers, 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 numbers. Numbers that were made up. They'll they'll leave that out. They'll quote the numbers, but they'll never say that. Oh, but according to the guidelines, these numbers have been fabricated. You can't find that. Insane. Nutty. Nutty, nutty, nutty. So the last two I have, I have two more <coughs> that are about... um technology and, and and sort of the what's happening behind the scenes with technology right because there's a couple things where it's like whoa red flag right and what this uh, i'll just read it and then i'll uh, i'll say what i was just gonna say so this one's directly from apple app apple apple uh yesterday excuse me i just hit my microphone like i said y'all i'm excited i'm excited not excited happy excited i'm excited like oh my gosh uh, so Apple says, since COVID-19 can be transmitted through close proximity to affected individuals, public health officials have identified contact tracing as a valuable tool to help contain its spread. A number of leading public health authorities, universities, and NGOs around the world have been doing important work to develop opt-in contact tracing technology. To further this cause, Apple and Google will be launching a comprehensive solution that includes application programming interfaces, APIs. Uh, that's really just what allows apps and whatnot to tap into certain parts of your smartphone. An operating system level technology, that is, that's just the, the manufacturer itself right there saying, oh, this is what's going to be the norm base level, uh, to assist enable... Uh, to assist in enabling contact tracing. Given the urgent need, the plan is to implement this solution in two steps while maintaining strong protections around user, user privacy. I'm going to clap while I'm saying this, right? It's, this is going to be kind of cringy for some of you, but I want to drive the point home. You cannot protect user privacy if you are tracing where everyone is going. All right, there we go. Sorry, I just had to clap and say that one. First in May, 
both companies will release APIs that enable inoperability, inter, excuse me, interoperability between Android and iOS devices using apps from public health authorities. These official apps will be av- available for users to download via their respective app stores. Second, in coming months, Google and Apple and Google will enable a broader Bluetooth-based contract uh, contact tracing platform by building this functionality into the underlying platforms. Woo! Okay, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Right? Because they did start out by saying, I'll give them this. I'll give them this before I finish. I'll give them this. They did say, all right, at first we are going to just make it an API, which means that it's easier for users to turn off on their end. And it's just going to be through the apps. Whoa, but second, we're going to build uh, functionality into the underlying platforms. Let me continue this article. This is a more robust solution than an API and would allow more individuals to to participate. Whew, sorry, y'all. I'm just like, whew, I'm reading this and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm I'm furious. If they choose to opt in, as well as enable inter <laughs> enable interaction with a broader ecosystem of apps and government health authorities. Privacy, transparency, and consent are of the utmost importance in this effort, and we will look forward to building this functionality in consultation with interested stakeholders. We will openly publish this information about our work for others to analyze. Y'all, y'all, I used to love Apple. I do, I'm recording this right here using my MacBook Pro. I'm reading my notes off my iPad as my iPhone 6 across the room. Run me my money back. Y'all are going to be these, oh, big Apple over here who wanted, oh, well, we can't help the FBI unlock these iPhones because that's violating user privacy. But we need to implement tracing capabilities into our software. (laughs) No problem. No problem. You just show us those manipulated statistics. You just showed us that fabricated data. And we got you. I'm sorry. And listen, at some point, I will bring uh, the, the Truth Seekers episode about Google to to the isaiah show you know i'll i'll just rip the audio from that and i'll upload it just as its own podcast right but i'm so sorry but i'm gonna link that too uh i the presentation is called om google and um i just if if you want to know why it's so sketchy that google would be doing any of this you gotta watch that video right because google is just there i'm just gonna say they are out of control they are way out of the pocket is over here and Google is all the way over there. They are way out of pocket. Nutty. Absolutely nutty. Right? And then but I don't but in the coming months it sounds like nobody I'm I'm so sorry to say but it sounds like nobody in power genuinely wants this to get better. They want this to go as long as it can. The media keeps pushing that narrative. You keep seeing things like that. Oh my goodness. And now they're using it to, okay, well, we're going to have system level uh, tracing capabilities in our software that are going to be opt-in. I'm sorry, but you can choose an opt-in model by sneaking it in through setup after somebody updates their phone. Right? And uh, notably, I'm going to call on call Apple out. Like That's what they kind of do with their analytics. So they stopped, as far as I know, like last time I was setting up my phone, I noticed they stopped allowing you to not share your analytics with Apple um, when you were setting up the phone. And you have to set up your phone first or your tablet or whatever. You have to set that up first. And then after setup, you have to go turn it off. But that's in the beginning of the setup. What happens when they hit you with, you know, 17 other prompts on the way? I don't think it's that many. I think they kind of reduced the insane amount that they had. What happens when you're hit with 17 other prompts on your way? And then you all of a sudden don't forget or don't remember. And now your location's being tracked and you opted in because you accepted that and set up. You said, yeah, you, you reviewed it and set up, but you now didn't turn it off. And that's a system-wide feature. That's why I don't trust when companies say that this is an opt-in feature. Right? Because uh, when it comes to Apple, too, another thing I'm going to call them out on. When when companies or when um, these tech reporters found out that Apple's contractors 
were going through personally listening to data that was being set uh that was being given from Siri, so people's queries to Siri, and they were being able to hear sensitive data, they were hearing private information from people. All of a sudden, after that, they said, oh, oh my gosh, they did the little, oh, covering mouth emoji. Oh, we had no idea. Well, now we're gonna let that feature be opt-in. And you betcha it was turned on until you had to turn off, and that's opt-in for them. So that's just great. That's just fantastic, right? And it's Apple and Google doing it. You are... <laughs> I have not seen somebody using a phone that is not an iPhone or uh, some version of an Android phone in a very long time. Windows Phone Mobile is dead. BlackBerry is dead. BlackBerry Rim is dead. It's Android or it's iOS. You're using an iPhone or you're using some Android phone. And Apple and Google, those two, the parents of those two operating systems implement that. That's it. And when do they turn it off? When do they take it out of their system? Wow. Nutty. Nutty. So good luck, guys. Through these, uh, through these statistics now, which the CD said, uh, we're going to make it up and we're going to assume and we're going to say maybe and might. Now, now we're all going to start getting traced around. And this is happening. This is the quote I'm reading is from Apple itself. Crazy, nutty, absolutely asinine, ludicrous. Uh, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, the last one I'm going to read is not totally related to coronavirus, but it's kind of like another behind-the-scenes thing where it's like, ha we're being sneaky. And, like, I'm like, oh, my gosh. So uh, this one is from The Verge. This is all the way from March 12th, but I thought that this was important, right, especially in the gross violation of user privacy that is about to happen from Apple and Google. Thanks, Apple. Thanks, Google. Thanks, CDC. Thanks, Dr. Deborah Burks. Thanks, Dr. Fauci. Thank you for all of your help. Um, a sneaky attempt to end encryption is worming its way through con uh, Congress. And this one, I'm going to paraphrase. I'll connect this, but this is a, there's a lot to read in this, so I'm just going to paraphrase, uh, summarize, all that good stuff. Uh, pretty much what it is, end-to-end -end encryption is what prevents uh, the government from being able to go to your... Uh, whoever is providing you the service at that moment. So we'll use Apple as an example because I just talked to them and say, oh, we need to look through your iMessages while well, they're encrypted and you can't. But this bill that they're proposing is saying, well, no, we need to approve which companies can even have their stuff encrypted. And we need to, and through this, we would be able to hold um, owners of these technology companies liable for anything bad that their users posted. And that the only thing that that's going to lead to is the moderation of speech. There's nothing else. Uh, I'll link that article, though. You can read it. The Verge did a great take on it. But wow, y'all. Wow. I'm sorry, but if you listen to all this and you're not, like, either seriously starting to question or just flat out enraged, please turn off this podcast and never listen again. Don't. Just don't, because I don't, I, I, I don't even want to know that I would be talking and, and someone like that would be listening because I'm so sorry, but if you can look at that and you can make up excuses and you can be a, an apologist for people who are obviously benefiting from this and obviously lying about this, there's something wrong with you. There's just something wrong with you. These people are lying. These people are not telling us the truth. We're being fear-mongered. We're being manipulated. And it's wild because the, the, the most insane thing is, is if, it's, if, if as many people who cared about Tiger King and Carol Baskin and, and her husband, yada, 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 cared about this, this stuff that's going on, this stuff would stop happening. But guess what? Most people that I know, it's a shame. Most people that I know care more about that than they do this. Most people I know are more upset that they don't get to watch their sports than they are about the fact that they might have been just displaced from their job because of manipulated coronavirus statistics. Y'all, this is absurd. 
This is, like I said, asinine, ludicrous, all the crazy words. This is nutty. This is out of control. And it will continue to get worse as so long as people, people are yes men to it. Oh my gosh, yes. Oh my gosh, yes, daddy government. Yes, yes, yes. That's what y'all sound like. That's what some of y'all really do sound like. Yes, okay, yes, yes, yes. You're saying yes to everything they say. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, no, no, no. I won't bother to research. Look at this. this. I found all this in two hours worth of research. Imagine what you could find with the same amount of time. That is insane. Wake up, y'all. Start to get angry so that you can be forced to uh, come up with some solutions. I'm furious. Y'all heard me during this. I'm not usually this except I'm very relaxed. I, I talk like this during most of my podcasts and I'm down here. I'm up here right now. I'm up here because this is insane. This is real life. This is all something we're living through. And don't even get me started because I was going to try to talk about Bill Gates and, the, and all this and and the fact that he stepped down uh, from his uh, a CEO or not a CEO uh, from the board of Microsoft and Berkshire Hathaway uh, to start spearheading this uh, vaccine movement amidst this pandemic. I was going to talk about that, but that is going to be a whole other episode. So you can look forward to an episode, uh, more interviews coming. You can look forward to an episode about Joe Biden. You can look forward to an episode about um, Bill Gates and, like I said, just interviews in general. Wonderful people. Uh, I have some fantastic people coming on the show. Wonderful people. I know that you all will love these. But, y'all, open those. I don't want to curse. Open those bleep bleep eyes. Open them the bleep up. Quit being manipulated. Quit being lied to. Quit waiting around for somebody to put out a podcast like this where you can just go ahead and find out this information. Go find it firsthand. I would love it if I lived in a world where I couldn't even make a podcast because everything I was about to talk about, everybody already knew. But most of y'all didn't. A lot of y'all. I'm not going to say most of y'all. But a lot of y'all might not have known this complete of a story. So I just wanted to give the opportunity to share it. So as always, thank you for listening. <sighs> oh man, y'all. This is crazy times. So thanks for listening. Stay safe out there. Stay safe. Stay sane. Stay awake. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. All right, folks. I'll see you in the next one. Thank you for listening to this quote-unquote emergency broadcast of The Isaiah Show.